This is the 16th chapter of Percy Jackson and the Sea of Monsters. I go down with the ship. You'd think he'd run out of rocks, I muttered. Swim for it, Grover said. He and Clarice plunged into the surf. Annabeth hugged onto Clarice's neck and tried to paddle with one hand. The wet fleece weighed her down. But the monster's attention was not on the fleece. You young cyclops, Polyphemus Ford, traitor to your kind. Tyson froze. Don't listen to him, I pleaded. Come on. I pulled Tyson's arms, but I might as well have been pulling a mountain. He turned and faced the older cyclops. I am not a traitor. You serve mortals, Polyphemus shouted. Thieving humans! Polyphemus threw his first boulder. Tyson swatted away with his fists. Not a traitor, Tyson said, and you are not my kind. Death or victory, Polyphemus charged into the surf, but his foot was still wounded. He immediately stumbled and fell on his face. That would have been funny, except he started to get up again, spitting salt water and growling. Percy, Clarice yelled, come on. They were almost to the ship with the fleece. If I could just keep the monster distracted a little longer. Go, Tyson told me. I will hold Big Ugly. No, he'll kill you. I'd already lost Tyson once. I was not going to lose him again. We'll fight him together. Together, Tyson agreed. I drew my sword. Polyphemus advanced carefully, limping worse than ever. But there was nothing wrong with his throwing arm. He chucked his second boulder. I dove to one side. But I still would have been squished if Tyson's fist hadn't blasted the rock to rubble. I willed the sea to rise. A 20-foot wave surged up, lifting me onto its crest. I rode towards the cyclops and kicked him in the eye, leaping over his head as the water blasted him onto the beach. Destroy you, Polyphemus spluttered. Fleece stealer! You stole the fleece, I yelled, and you have been using it to lure satyrs to their deaths. So? Satyrs are good eating. The fleece should be used to heal. It belongs to the children of the gods. I am a child of the gods. Polyphemus swiped at me, but I sidestepped. Father Poseidon curts this thief. He was blinking hard now, like he could barely see. Then I realized that he was targeting by the sound of my voice. Poseidon won't curse me, I said, backing up as the cyclops grabbed air. I'm his son too. He won't play favorites. Polyphemus roared. He tripped over an olive tree out to the side of the cliff and smashed it where I'd been standing a minute before. Humans are not the same. Nasty, tricky, lying. Grover was helping Annabeth aboard the ship. Clarice was waving frantically at me, telling me to come on. Tyson worked his way around Polyphemus, trying to get behind him. Young one, the older Cyclops called. Where are you? Help me. Tyson stopped. You weren't raised right, Polyphemus wailed, shaking his olive tree club. Poor orphaned brother, help me! No one moved. No sound but the ocean in my own heartbeat. Then Tyson stepped forward, raising his hands defensively. Don't fight, Cyclops brother. Put down the... Polyphemus spun towards the voice. Tyson! I shouted. The tree struck him with such force it would have flattened me into a Percy-sized pizza with extra olives. Tyson flew backwards, plowing into a trench in the sand. Polyphemus charged after him, but I shouted, No! and lunged as far as I could with Riptide. I hoped to sting Polyphemus in the back of the thigh, but I managed to leap a little bit higher. Bah! Polyphemus bleated like his sheep, and he swung at me with his tree. I drove, but I got raked across the back with a dozen jagged branches. I was bleeding and bruised and exhausted. The guinea pig inside of me still wanted to bolt. But I swallowed down my fear. Polyphemus swung the tree again, but this time I was ready. 
I grabbed a branch as it passed, ignoring the pain in my hands as I was jerked skyward and let the cyclops lift me into the air. At the top of the arc, I let go and fell straight against the giant's face, landing with both feet on his already damaged eye. Polyphemus yowled in pain. Tysol tackled him, pulling him down. I landed next to them, sword in hand, within striking distance of the monster's heart. But I locked eyes with Tyson, and I knew I couldn't do it. It, it just wasn't right. Let him go, I told Tyson. Run. With one last mighty effort, Tyson pushed the old cursing Cyclops away. We ran for the surf. I will smash you! Polyphemus yelled, doubling over in pain. His enormous hands cupped over his eye. Tyson and I plunged into the waves. Where are you? Polyphemus screamed. He picked up his tree club and threw it into the water. It splashed off to our right. I summoned a current to carry us, and we started gaining speed. I was beginning to think we might make it to the ship when Clarice shouted from the deck, Yeah, Jackson, in your face, Cyclops! Shut up, I wanted to yell. Roar! Polyphemus picked up a boulder and threw it towards the sound of Clarice's voice, but it fell short, nearly missing Tyson and me. Yeah, yeah, Clarice taunted. You throw like a wimp. Teach you to try to marry me, you idiot. Clarice, I yelled, unable to stand it. Shut up! Too late. Polyphemus threw another boulder. This time, I watched helplessly as it sailed over my head, crashing through the hull of the Queen Anne's Revenge. You won't believe how fast a ship can sink. The Queen Anne's Revenge creaked and groaned and listed forward like it was going down a playground slide. I cursed, willing the sea to push us further and faster. But the ship's masts were already going under. Dive, I told Tyson, and... Another rock sailed over our heads as we plunged underwater. My friends were sinking fast, trying to swim without luck. In the bubbly trail of the ship's wreckage, not many people realize when the ship goes down, it acts like a sinkhole, pulling down everything around it. Clarice was a strong swimmer, but even she wasn't making any progress. Grover frantically kicked with his hooves. Annabeth was hanging onto the fleece, which flashed in the water like waves of new pennies. I swarmed towards them, knowing that I might not have the strength to pull my friends out. Worse, pieces of timber were swirling around them. None of my power with water would help if I got waxed in the head with a beam. We need help, I thought. Yes, Tyson's voice, loud and clearly, said in my head. I looked over at him, startled. I heard Nereids and other water spirits speak to me underwater before, but it never occurred to me. Tyson was the son of Poseidon. We could communicate with each other. Rainbow, Tyson said. I nodded and then closed my eyes and concentrating, adding my voice to Tyson's. Rainbow, we need you. Immediately, shapes shimmered in the darkness below. Three horses with fishtails galloped upward faster than dolphins. Rainbow and his friends glanced in our direction and seemed to read our thoughts. They whisked into the wreckage and a moment later burst upward in a cloud of bubbles. Go over Annabeth and Clarice, each clinging to the neck of a hippocampus. Rainbow, the largest, had Clarice. He raced over and allowed Tyson to grab hold of his mane. His friends, who bore Annabeth, did the same for me. We broke the surface of the water and raced away from the Polyphemus' island. Behind us, we could hear the Cyclops roaring in triumph. I did it! Finally! I sunk nobody! I hoped he'd never find out that he was wrong. We skimmed across the sea as the islands drank into the dot and then disappeared. Did it, Annabeth muttered in exhaustion. We... She slumped against the neck of the hippocampus and instantly fell asleep. I didn't know how far the hippocampi could take us. I didn't know where we were going. I just propped up Annabeth so she wouldn't fall off, covered her in the golden fleece that we'd been through so much to get, and said a silent prayer of thanks. Which reminded me, I still owe the gods a debt. You're a genius, I told Annabeth quietly. 
Then I put my head against the fleece, and before I knew it, I was asleep too.